Hello and welcome to episode number 513 of Holy Crap It Sports, the special Thanksgiving show. Appreciate uh, you paying attention and listening and being here for the whole show. Appreciate it. Uh, my name is Pete Davis. It is a beautiful day, about almost 70 degrees here the day before Thanksgiving, uh, November 23rd, a Wednesday. And I think Jeffrey Dahmer just sold me my Christmas tree. Uh, weird, weird fella. Is all I'm going to say. And it was kind of uneasy because I was the only customer there. And thank goodness there was traffic driving by. So I figured if he took the chainsaw and ended me, people would actually see it or hear my screams. But anyway, kind of kind of a weird dude. But he did, did a good job. Anyway, what else we got here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Have you got your food ready? I have the cranberry orange jello salad already chilling in the... Actually, i got to finish that. I, it's a two-day event. And I'm looking forward to the big cooking of the dressing and everything tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Hope everybody's going to have a great Thanksgiving. Stay safe out there. If you drink, just stay somewhere. Sleep on their couch. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, go to Pete Davis one Write me, PeteDavis1 at Yahoo.com. If you love a T-shirt, FarmhousePrintingCo.com. And I uh, think you got one more day if you call them up uh, this afternoon. Or contact him and mention the Kimmer podcast. You get, I think, 10% off your order, something like that. That would be great. Any T-shirts or mugs or anything that you want for your family or you or whatever. And you also get the Kimmer show, Shannon Burke, um, uh, Holy Crap at Sports, Drink Up Shriners, T-shirts, whatever you want. They got them at farmhouseprintingco.com. And if you'd love to be a patron of the show, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Love it. Plus, there's always Venmo. <laughs> I'll put that up later, the little QR code. It's always interesting. Anyway, uh, headlines for Wednesday, November 23rd of 2022. A lot of folks upset, mainly out west, with the college football playoff committee after Tuesday night's rankings. Uh, in fact, I disagree with them, to tell you the truth. Uh, Kirby Smart on what the rivalry with Georgia Tech really means to him. Some very interesting comments. Lane Kiffin goes to war on Twitter. And the latest in the Kiffin sweepstakes, as of uh, 1.30 in the afternoon on Wednesday, he's still the Ole Miss coach. By the time you listen to this over the weekend, he... Probably won't be, but anyway. Uh, even former Mississippi State and Florida head coach Dan Mullen has weighed in. It also, very interesting comments, especially considering he's a former Miss State coach. Uh, looks like we've seen the last of Guillermo Heredia in a Braves uniform. Baseball Hall of Fame puts out their annual list of nominees, including former Braves, who should already be in Cooperstown. World Cup craziness as the U.S. blows a big chance thanks to their stupid coach. And Saudi Arabia is still celebrating their major upset of Argentina. In fact, I think they're still over there partying. And, but if you can't drink alcohol, well, anyway. And what the heck happened in Mexico City? Well, it's cost an NFL coach's job. And it gets even better or worse for the Browns this season. A Falcon is honored. And we got Pete's tweets this day in sports history, birthdays, all kinds of good stuff. And okay, it's all right to break out the eggnog. I will wait until tomorrow night. It's an Atlanta tradition to light the Christmas tree, which is why I went and got it today. And uh, I'm going to put the lights on it tomorrow. But I will not light it up until sundown tomorrow night because that's the atlanta tradition we used to all go down the best tradition we ever had in atlanta go down to the richest store downtown where the pedestrian bridges connected the buildings and the big i mean the huge we're talking rockefeller center size tree almost up there on top of the riches and you had the all choirs upon all the floors of the bridges and they'd all sing and it would go light up all the way to the top when they hit the high note on ave maria 
what is it? Or Oh Holy Night, I think. One of those. I get the I get them confused. Uh being a Protestant. Um and they'd hit that high note and the tree would light up and the whole city just I mean, it was such a together thing. And now you can't go downtown, especially at night. It's sad. And tried to put it out at Lenox uh, Square Mall, and there are a bunch of damn communists there. Hate America. So that's just my opinion. Anyway, uh, so everybody have a good one tomorrow. And, uh, and you can start drinking the eggnog, I guess, at midnight tonight. Of course, some of you are already doing it. We got Pete's tweets this day in sports history, birthdays. Let's get started. The college football playoff committee stood pat again with their first four. They got Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Texas Christian. But it's who's at number five that is everybody up in arms, it seems. They have LSU. I have Southern Cow in the Pete poll. Now, Pac-12 people are irate, so mad they took their masks off to be heard. LSU fans are happy and, like their mascot Mike the Tiger, are just circling the horned frogs like prey, <laughs> like vultures around roadkill. Now, fans and media each focused on how LSU was whipped and smashed by Tennessee at home, and then the Vols' most recent performance against South Carolina, and then the attack the contrasting opponents last week as LSU took on UAB and Southern Cal beat UCLA on the road at the Rose Bowl. They also didn't like Alabama being ahead of Clemson because the Crimson Tide has two losses. SEC bias, they screamed and sputtered. Tough cookies. We'll see. I still think Texas Christian's going to lose one of these games, but we'll see. Meanwhile, clean old-fashioned hate this weekend, the annual tilt between UGA and Tech. Bulldogs coach Kirby Smart says, despite the Yellow Jackets being down, it's still a great game. Quote, certainly it is. It's what this program's biggest rivalry was many, many years ago when they were in the SEC. Our kids don't know that history. They don't know the history of this rivalry, which goes into it. It was a really big rivalry over Paul Johnson's years here because of the triple option and playing something different, the physicality of the game. I think educating our players on that so they understand it because it means a lot to our players in terms of what they want to achieve. And they've got to win this game against Tech in order to achieve those things. So making sure they understand that and teaching the history of that is important because it'll mean something to the Tech players and the Georgia players 20, 30 years from now. End quote. Uh, Tech interim coach Brent Key played for the Yellow Jackets when Smart played at Georgia. And Smart says, I've known Brent for a long time, have a lot of respect for him as a coach. He was the O-line coach at Bama. One of the years we played them, he did a good job. His O-lines are always physical. They get after it, have a lot of familiar familiarity with their staff, with ours. Uh, Chip Long, Jim Chaney, and all the guys that have been over there. Over there. Can I take a sip of the eggnog? I'm lying. It's water. But I'm looking forward to the eggnog sometime tomorrow. Meanwhile, let's go west a little bit. John Sokoloff is a TV sports reporter in Mississippi. <clears throat> he tweeted Monday night that Ole Miss coach, somebody had to be the first. You know, they're throwing darts on the wall, and, they say, and then they can say later, I was the first to report it when you didn't know jack shit. But anyway. Uh, he tweets that uh, Lane Kiffin was going to resign on Friday and announced he was the new Auburn coach. Not too surprising, if true, because that would be after the Egg Bowl Thanksgiving night and the end of the regular season when most coaches do such things. But Kiffin surprised everybody, uh, not only denying the report, which is standard fare, but then doubled down by calling out Sokoloff on Twitter, saying he had a bad source. Then Kiffin tweeted a fake report himself about Sokoloff being replaced by another reporter at another station. Kiffin is the king of coach Twitter. Do not, uh, do not poke the bear. Here's Sokoloff's tweet in full. Breaking. 
Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin plans to step down as the Rebels coach Friday and head to Auburn to become the Tigers' next head coach, according to sources. He does not name the sources. Uh, sources, unnamed, say the Tigers have not officially offered the job to anyone yet. So Lane to Auburn is happening story soon. We're still waiting for that story. Well, we're waiting. <laughs> Judge smells there. I think it's telling, though, that on Sokoloff's Twitter bio, he mentions covering Mississippi State first, Ole Miss second. No bias there. Who the hell put State first in that state? Please. My relatives listening to this are probably going to be very unhappy. <laughs> all my mother's family, pretty much almost all of them were State people. But anyway, here's how Kevin responded with his tweet. Tweet. This just in, breaking news, John Sokoloff of WCBI News in Starkville plans to step down as lead anchor and head to WLOX to become their new lead anchor. Sources say WLOX has not offered the job to anyone yet. So John to WLOX is happening. Story soon. <laughs> Once again, anonymous sources. After a while, questions arose as to where Juice Kiffin, the dog, was during all this hubbub. And Juice then tweeted that I've been asleep in the office all night. What did I miss? <laughs> if you're not following Juice, it's going to be interesting if he does go to Auburn. Uh, is Juice going to start becoming an Auburn dog? Well, come, come, come on. If you train a dog to be an Ole Miss fan, it's like I was trained at a young age. I trained myself because of Archie Manning. And, uh, and here I still am an Ole Miss fan, despite all the heartbreak. Meanwhile, Barrett Sully of CBSSports.com called into question the veracity of the original report of Sokoloff's or Suckoff, or whatever his name is, saying Auburn would be pissed if Kiffin announced on Friday because that would distract the Tigers one day before they face arch-rival Alabama in the Iron Bowl in what could be Cadillac Williams' last game as interim coach. Uh, stay tuned for that, too. But I heard Matt Stinchcomb on 680 The Fan yesterday with Chris Domino and Nick Cellini say if he was at Auburn, he'd rather have Kiffin announce before the Iron Bowl. That way, no matter what happens in that game, win or lose, you won't have awkwardness if Cadillac beats Bama. The decision will have already been made, which also makes sense. So I can see it going either way. I was 60-40, Kiffin leaves yesterday. I'm 70-30 now, and here's why. There's a lot of smoke around the Auburn gig, much more than last year when Lane was mentioned with every job between Miami and LSU. But this year it's different because it's only one team being talked about, unless there's some dark horse we don't know about coming in from Pluto. Uh, Kiffin even held a team meeting to talk about it, something he doesn't do about this stuff. He told the team he has not signed any deal with another school. But some of us remember Tommy Tuberville telling his Ole Miss squad that they'd be the first to know if he left. Then they woke up the next morning and saw him on the TV holding a news conference at Auburn. Basically, Tommy Tuberville, who's a senator now, lied to his players. I hope he's not lying to his constituents now. Uh, I don't believe Kiffin lied to his players. Uh, he may not have already agreed to the new job. They may not have even offered it to him yet. So he's not lying to say he has not agreed to anything. But there's a big recruit saying he thinks Kiffin is staying in Oxford. I've heard that before, too, from recruits. That's usually wishful thinking. If he takes the Auburn gig, most Bama people I know say they will never allow him to replace Nick Saban because he'll be damaged goods. But wouldn't it be a kick in the head if the Crimson Tide steals the Tigers coach in a couple years, that Kiffin has two or three great years at Auburn and Saban steps down? And by, if he has, Saban has the same year next year as he did this year, there's going to be pressure for him to step down. But wouldn't that be something if Alabama then stole Auburn's coach? 
I don't think that would happen, but man, that would just turn college football on its head. Uh, stranger things have happened. Uh, like a rogue NFL owner bringing Lane Kiffin back to the National Football League. Yeah, I've said it before. You think I'm crazy. Two words for you, though. Jeff Saturday. Do you think Jeff Saturday is more qualified to coach an NFL team than Lane Kiffin? I'm just saying all it takes is one crazy owner, and I know of at least two. There's one in Vegas. Uh, think about this. They're going to fire Josh McDaniels. It's just a matter of time. Would they bring Lane Kiffin back to the Raiders after Al Davis fired him, after Mark Davis's dad fired him? That would be the ultimate and crazy of the Davis people, no relation, I wish they were, owning the Raiders. There's no way they're bringing Kiffin back to the Raiders. It's just not going to happen, sorry. I mean, that's even crazy for me. Anyway, as one pundit put it, the SEC coaching carousel is so much more interesting than any episode of The Bachelor. So, what does former Gators head coach Dan Mullen have to say about this? Well, he was on Sirius XM with Chris Childers. Childers? Childers? Mullen admitted that Auburn has better resources than Ole Miss. But the question is, does Ole Miss have better resources than Mississippi State? He said Ole Miss has better resources in its state, and Auburn does not have better resources than Bama. That's who you're compared against on a daily basis and everywhere you go, from the grocery store to getting a haircut to filling up your car with gas. Everywhere you go, that's what you're kind of judged on, Mullen said. I can see it. You're in a gas station. Someone yells, how come you didn't get that uh, Texas boy coming here? How come he went to Ole Miss? You know, you know you're, you're hearing that. Uh, Matt Stinchcomb agreed, saying Auburn will always be behind the tide in the state of Alabama. Boy, this next few days is going to be very interesting. Meanwhile, both Kansas and Washington have given their respective coaches a contract extension. The silly season, as they like to say in NASCAR, has begun. Major League Baseball looks like outfielder Guillermo Heredia is going to play in Korea, South Korea, next season. He's not going to North Korea, I hope. He's reportedly signed a deal for $1 million and will stop playing winter ball in the Dominican Republic, which is probably good for his health. We're going to talk about that in a second. There's some stuff going Well, actually, that's the Dominican. What I'm going to talk about is what's going on in Venezuela, which happens to be where Ronald Acuna Jr. is playing, and it's not good. But anyway, Heredia spent the last two seasons with the Bravos, their spiritual leader in the dugout, appeared in 120 games during the World Series run of 2021, but saw his role reduced this past season. He was basically the defensive replacement. It was in 195. 